Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to wherever in the world you may be. Right now, over here, it's a Monday afternoon and it's actually about to rain. So you could hear some thunder, you could hear some rainfall as I record this episode. So I apologize in advance if that hinders your listening. And of course, the usual, as with the past two episodes, I have always had this disclaimer that there are noises in the background. But again, I hope that won't hamper your listening experience. So hello and welcome to what is now episode two of this podcast. In reality, the third recording of mine, but episode zero was what I labeled the first recording. So for today, I would like to thank my friends, my newfound friends over at Kayfabe Cafe yet again, because this time they pulled through and I have always been someone who wanted to know more about wrestling and to be more exposed to wrestling and its history. And it was very nice because Joseph from the Kayfabe Cafe actually pulled through and um, we were talking about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn the other day alongside other patrons of the cafe and um, he and a few others suggested that we watch old matches of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn so what's very interesting here is I was exposed to both Kevin and Sami in their NXT runs so I only know their material in WWE as WWE performers and I'm aware that these days most of the talent in WWE came from the indies first so you have guys like AJ Styles, Brian Danielson, Keith Lee and the list goes on and on and all of these guys started from the indie circuit paid their dues and of course they ascended and have made it to the WWE of course some of them have had pit stops in places like Japan, TNA Impact and Ring of Honor among others and it's just a way of mastering their craft so for the most part when they go to WWE when they arrive there they're already fine-tuned they already know what they're doing they know wrestling and they know how to wrestle they know it so much it's like looking at the back of their hand you know they know it like the back of their hand and what's very interesting here is that looking at their early material with fresh eyes because this is the first time that I've seen stuff from Kevin and Sammy outside WWE and it's very refreshing to see how they used to perform what stuff stayed and what stuff changed but the fact remains that these are very watchable matches very enjoyable uh, don't let the aesthetic fool you if you're used to WWE's clean-cut presentation like I am um, ROH is gritty and uh, you know the gritty the grittiness of their presentation uh, it wasn't a turnoff at all and I think that goes for uh, indie wrestling in general of course their camera work will not be perfect their sound system will not be perfect their rings will not look as pretty as the WWE's 
but uh, don't let that fool you and don't let that take away your enjoyment because I watched these matches and they were very good very very good and it's really a testament to both Kevin and Sammy as performers because uh, you could notice if you do watch them on a regular basis or watch WWE on a regular basis uh, they have been there for a couple of years now if I'm not mistaken it's been around seven or eight years now that they've been part of WWE uh, WWE and time really flies um, they debuted around 2014 at one of the first NXT takeover events but they debuted separately but their history has always been there whenever Kevin and Sammy have been involved with each other their history is always played up and there's a lot of history apparently between these two men and I'm only familiar with the work of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the WWE and one of my favorite matches of all time definitely in my top 10 is when Sami Zayn the underdog babyface finally climbed the top of the mountain at NXT and won the NXT championship that was just a feel-good story Sami Zayn of course a very very powerful babyface and I don't mean powerful strength wise I mean character wise you know as the underdog he's always been so entertaining to watch and this guy's just the born babyface you know he knows how to be a hero he knows how to capture the crowd his intensity his moves and you can't help but cheer for him and he's a pretty swell guy in real life too so that there's a lot to like about Sami Zayn meanwhile you've got his best friend Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens character is that of a prize fighter so in the WWE he fights anyone anytime any place and he does it for the well-being of his family and that's actually a very deeply layered character if you ask me unfortunately WWE was not able to capitalize on these characters their motivations and whatnot and it's always suffered because you could always feel that at times Kevin and Sammy have always been lost in the shuffle storyline wise all their stuff most of the stuff that they've been in has been lackluster but it's not their fault it's mostly the booking and the writing I think it's because most of the time they don't know what to do with guys like Kevin or Sammy the WWE roster is bloated most of the time so anyway um, before all of that happened you know before they got lost in the shuffle on the main roster they were on NXT and they were used very well so Sami Zayn won the NXT championship there and his best friend Kevin Owens was in the first match of the night and Kevin was uh, very over with the crowd the crowd loved him and of course the crowd loved Sami as well and Sami Zayn celebrated with the NXT locker room finally reaching the peak of his career there Kevin Owens came out the two of them hugged and then Kevin Owens did the unthinkable he betrayed his best friend Sami Zayn power bombing him outside the ring uh, right near the ring apron so it's at the side of the ring and NXT general manager William Regal 
was at a loss for words you know i was at a loss for words that was that was definitely one of the most well-crafted twists i've ever seen in all my years of watching wwe uh, it was very enjoyable very unthinkable and here's the thing here's my own personal plot twist it turns out that if you watched anything involving Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn before NXT you would have actually seen this coming and that that is the most surprising thing to me so you know I I'm a better late than never kind of guy because I've never seen their indie stuff but uh, looking at it now I'm glad that I didn't know because that means I enjoyed the twist at NXT much more but this has already happened before meaning they were best friends turned rivals it's already happened you know I don't mean that in a bad way they didn't rip themselves off but it's just a natural progression of their relationship in wrestling lore and in the wrestling business that Kevin and Sammy will always play the best friends turn rivals turn best friends turn rivals card and that's great it works for them in a way their careers are interconnected and that's not a bad thing at all so going back um, I got to watch four matches involving both Kevin Steen so he was Kevin Steen at that time so that's Kevin Owens and then Sami Zayn went by the name of El Generico so Steen and Generico they actually had quite the history at ROH uh, I, I'm aware of some of the people they worked with by name you know but for the most part if they didn't show up in a big league uh, organization like WWE or AEW or maybe New Japan uh, I'm not really familiar with them so it's really eye-opening refreshing and it's great being exposed to older stuff you know lesser known stuff because I do love wrestling and it, it was a very interesting watch and it just really shows that wrestling is more than the biggest players out there and I really appreciate that and I got to witness four matches and I'm just gonna go through them one by one uh, today on this episode and I guess we'll start so the first one was Steen and Generico as a tag team and they took on the Young Bucks at ROH Final Battle 2009. So I see the year, and as a WWE fan, I automatically remember what WrestleMania the year had and what were the major storylines. So, in comparison, uh, WWE at this time had WrestleMania 25 uh, in the same year, and around December, they were already gearing up for. WrestleMania 26. So if I'm not mistaken, in December of 2009, uh, John Cena was still WWE Champion and he lost to Sheamus in a tables match. So this was the TLC pay-per-view and then DX won the Tag Team Championship from Chris Jericho and The Big Show. So, you know, uh, I'm mentioning this just to uh, give a comparison as to how the WWE landscape was at the time and then how the indie landscape was at the time with ROH. So you had 
uh, the likes of Triple H, John Cena, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Chris Jericho, and The Big Show. You know, they were still active during this time. It was still a very star-studded roster. And then on the other side of the park, uh, you had the likes of Kevin Steen, El Generico paying their dues. And they went up against the Young Bucks. So before the Young Bucks got as popular as they are today, like they are very popular uh, wrestlers over on AEW, and they helped form AEW. So we haven't had an encounter between the Young Bucks, Owens, and Zayn ever since because they are working for separate companies. So this match had an interesting wrinkle to it because uh, Kevin Steen had a bad knee going into this match and he actually used this knee for some of the moves and it really didn't help his cause at all it it harmed him more than it helped and i i personally am not a fan of the young bucks and their matches when it gets too fast it's like it's on sugar rush you know i i'm a i'm a guy who enjoys uh subtlety and those little nuances in the form of selling and ring psychology. You know, the Young Bucks are um, by no means bad workers, but uh, they just move too fast, you know, too flashy, so I can't really get into them. Uh, there have been some good matches here and there from them, but for the most part, uh, I'm not really a fan of uh, the whole Sugar Rush thing. I mean, some people do like that, so make of that what you will. Of course, you're allowed to enjoy what you want. But I liked this one because the Young Bucks did work a slower pace. So instead of uh, Steen and Generico um, keeping up with the Bucks, the Bucks kept up with the pace of Steen and Generico, which is a more laid-back phase compared to the Young Bucks because Generico was the fast one and then Kevin Steen was uh, more of the slow one, you know. And it was a great contrast for this team between Steen and Generico so it was very interesting to see um, of course there was zero promo work here so I don't know how they how they would do the whole promo thing but as a match it was nice it was a good match um, uh, like I said I don't really enjoy Young Bucks matches most of the time but this one was nice this one was a good one and I also noticed that Kevin Steen was a lot different back then during his ROH days. Um, I'd, I'd call it animalistic in nature. Like he would spit at his opponent, you know. He would uh, he would kiss his teammates, you know. And uh, it's very different from the Kevin Owens we know. And Kevin Steen. Um, was just a different guy, I believe. I mean, he's still the same guy now, but he had a he had a lot of different mannerisms and nuances to him that uh, that were enjoyable to see in this match, and I got to see it in the other matches as well. And uh, he was a bit gross, and also apparently he was called Mister Wrestling. So Mister Wrestling Kevin Steen, who would spit at his opponents, and uh, would just be pretty gross actually uh it's quite it's quite a weird uh it's quite a weird thing to say that he is mr wrestling but you know i'm not really familiar with his history uh but don't take that away from him i do i did enjoy 
these little things that Kevin Steen would do in the ring. And the match was was good. You know, I enjoyed it. And the moves were very impactful. I like that uh, the Young Bucks didn't rely too much on the super kick party thing until the end. So I did appreciate that to some extent. And this was my first taste of Kevin and El Generico teaming up in an official capacity outside of WWE. So it was really interesting to see. Although personally, I think I do like Kevin and Sammy in the WWE. Well, their their team, Cammy, you know. Um, I, I, I think I like that more. But overall, this was a good match, so nothing to take away from these performers. And the second match that I was able to see was... Well, there was now some friction between Kevin and Generico, and they broke up. And now Kevin Steen found a new friend in Steve Corino, who is a former ECW original. And El Generico found a new ally in Colt Cabana. Now, since I'm not too exposed to the indies, this is my first time seeing Corino and Cabana. So again, Kevin Steen and Steve Corino versus El Generico and Colt Cabana in a Chicago street fight tag team match. Um, it was at Bitter Friends Stiffer Enemies 2, April 24, 2010. So not long after uh, the Young Bucks match. And this one I enjoyed more because it really did feel like a fight. It was, it was very enjoyable. And uh, things got bloody. Uh, in this match the only person who did not get bloody was of course generico because he was wearing a mask and this match was very enjoyable for me um, i like the weapon use um, I, they really went at like at the start of the match they really went into it it was a fight you know and that's the thing about street fights or matches that involve weapons you know you're not looking to end the match so early you're not looking for a win per se you're looking to dismember your opponent you're looking to maim your opponent you're looking to hurt your opponent in the worst way possible you don't even care if you win and these four exhibited those qualities perfectly and it was really great the crowd was really hot for it too and uh, there were some spots that were very interesting uh, uh, just like uh, one spot with Steve Corino and a fork, and wow, that was something. That was something else. Huh? <laughs> that was something else. That was something I did not expect. And the first question that was on my mind was, how, how do they do that in a worked manner? You know, since obviously, you gotta pull your punches when you're a pro wrestler. You know. You gotta minimize the impact of your moves if you're a pro wrestler. And once I saw that spot where Steve Carino grabbed a fork, you know, uh, that was crazy. That was that was really crazy. Uh, he used the fork to cut Colt Cabana's face. And at that moment, you know, I I knew who El Generico was. I knew who Kevin Steen was. I knew what they were capable of. But thanks to that spot. Steve Carino and Colt Cabana were now were now on my radar. So uh, that was very impressive. Like my first question was, how 
did he make that oh how did he, that how did he make that work you know in a worked way like without really hurting Colt Cabana you know so that was very interesting to me and again this match was I, I enjoyed this match more than the Young Bucks one and it was just crazy you know it was all out weapons were everywhere um, there were chairs there were ladders you know El Generico um, after that fork spot would just deliver huge chair shots to Steve Carino like you could hear the thud whack you know that was crazy and then he brought out the ladder the ladder was in play and everyone else was everyone else recognized this and they used spots you know they did spots on the ladder and overall it was a very very fascinating match you know again uh, this is my first exposure to such a street fight in ROH and I enjoyed it as well uh, I enjoyed this more than the Young Bucks match and I think this is something that I would recommend as well this this particular match this tag team match um, because uh, it, it was a well executed not a match but it was a well executed street fight and also the ending uh, where um, Colt Cabana had um, this reverse Boston Crab and I think that's a beautiful move you know it looked very devastating to me reverse Boston Crab and then El Generico um, puts the bat he had he had this bat baseball bat and then he put it on the face of Steve Carino and after that he grabbed a chair and he whacked Carino and his face went into the bat concerto similar to Edge and Christian's move and that was it like how could you possibly continue after a match like that? It was over, man. So again, I'm going to say that again because it was it was pretty crazy. You got that reverse walls of Jericho, right? Your legs are stuck. And there's a bat under your face. You get whacked with a chair. And that was it. That was it. That was a beautiful spot, you know? <laughs> For a first-time watcher of pro wrestling, I don't think they're going to handle that spot very well or this match very well. But that spot was was beautiful. I liked it. I really liked it. So Steve Carino, I had no idea who he was, but his performance impressed me. You know, I was only aware of him by name. I've never seen any of his stuff. Of course, he, he was an ECW guy, so uh, I've heard of him by name. But I've never seen his stuff. So when I saw this match and this spot particular, uh, in particular, it was crazy. So now I know who he is. And what's interesting here is that it was supposed to be a match, you know, the second match that I watched celebrating Kevin Steen and El Generico's careers, but apparently there were two other names and they weren't slouches either, so, so that was very impressive. And to top all of that off, I got to watch two other matches, so they were Steen and Generico one-on-one -on -one matches. Um, the third match I watched was at ROH Death Before Dishonor 8 that was in June that was on June 19, 2010 and then they had a match on July 23rd on ROH Hate Chapter 2 now to be honest looking back since I watched these matches yesterday or last night um, the two matches kind of bled kind of bled over to me and I just remember one giant match 
you know what i do remember are the first two matches which were tag matches so after the end of the tag match between generico and cabana versus uh steen and carino steen got to live to fight another day he got to walk away it was steve carino who took that massive chair shot wham knocked unconscious and steen and generico would have to face each other again in the future because obviously generico has not had his payback so obviously generico is the face here steen the heel and they went ahead one-on-one and for death before dishonor 8 and hate chapter 2 again i I remember this as one giant match but you know I, i i don't i don't take that away from the performers Uh, It was a really fun watch. I enjoyed it. And I think that's what matters, you know. Uh, Wins and losses do matter to a degree. Of course, you're telling a story. And if your finish sucks, if it doesn't propel the story forward, then it's obviously going to be horrible. But in the case of these two matches, uh, they were very fun to watch. And uh, the third one, the third match, I do remember the finishes. Um, uh, Kevin Steen grabbed I, I thought it was an ice pick actually so <laughs> so i had to mention right to um the other people uh, watching alongside me like i said was that an ice pick and then, no that was a that was a turnbuckle wrench and kevin used that kevin used that to defeat generico referee didn't see it and then you have the finish of the fourth match right so they had two matches and the finish in the fourth match was Generico winning by DQ. Okay, so that, you know, like I said, wins and losses uh, do matter to a certain degree. And this is it, you know, this loss matters. Sorry, this win matters. Uh, Generico wins the second match, the last match that I watched via DQ. Because Steen hurled a chair right in Generico's face. And I was so, you know, I was enjoying these matches so much. I was so enamored with the matches that I actually forgot that the match had rules. You know, the last match. Because uh, they started this last match that I was watching, right? Um, they started it by brawling. Uh, my favorite spot from them was... Um, when they have this half collar and elbow tie up and then they just punch each other in the face and in the head over and over and then in WWE that's that's the spot that they would use all the time and the fans would chant fight forever you know that's the spot that they love to use and it would always hype me up whenever I'd see it you know Sammy was the underdog baby face and Kevin was the cowardly heel and uh, they've actually been doing this for a long time so <laughs> I got to learn about that yesterday and uh, Steen and Generico started the match off in that way. And I think that intro to the match is why I thought it was no DQ. Because they started it as if the rule book was thrown away. As if the rules were off. And Kevin hurled the chair at Generico. And wow. That was it. And obviously... Generico still needs to get his payback. I feel like there's more matches to come, but of course, um, the guys at Kayfabe Cafe know more than I do. So uh, 
I don't know where the feud or the rivalry will go from here. I like being kept in the dark about this, by the way, so it's okay. But overall, I just wanted to talk about um, these sets of, oh, this set of matches because it's a testament to both Kevin and Sammy as performers. Sammy as El Generico was limited in the way or in the ways that he could talk, you know. And Kevin Owens is limited now in the WWE because he can't be as violent or as gross or as animalistic as he used to be in ROH. But it's really a testament to them as performers when they could still make almost anything that they do in the WWE work. And that's that's pretty great. That means that you have to keep these guys on your roster for as long as they can still go because they are very good performers. They are very good performers all the way back from NXT until now. Uh, we just had that last man standing match between them. Kevin Owens was the face, or rather is the face now, and Sami Zayn is the heel. And they had a last man standing match at Money in the Bank. And it kind of goes full circle for me because I did get to watch that match recently and I enjoyed it. And after this session of watching their old matches, they haven't missed a beat. They still work well together. And it gave me a newfound appreciation. Like, I already liked these two guys, you know? What's not to like about Kevin Owens? What's not to like about Sami Zayn, you know? I like them both. And I like them more now after being exposed to their earlier material. And I, I really do appreciate them now as performers. And I'm really thankful that I was able to watch these matches. And it's always good, I think, to to capture the scope of a wrestler's material, you know, so that you can really see uh, their humble beginnings and then how they evolve. And then, you know, um, once they arrive in the big leagues, they're well-rounded, you know, they know what they're doing. And it's just, it's just, it just comes full circle, you know? And I'm really looking forward to more. So, I hope that my friends at Kayfabe Cafe do have more in store because, again, I said in the previous episode, wrestling is vast. Wrestling is almost endless. It's almost limitless. There is so much wrestling, so much wrestling as far as the eye can see. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't think I'm done yet. So there's still a lot more ground to cover, especially uh, for me because I've, o I've only been exposed to indie stuff uh, and so little of it throughout my life you know I, I I've watched WWE I've watched TNA I've watched AEW and the like you know some new Japan here and there so I'm pretty much a blank canvas and I am pretty much looking forward to see at uh, what else wrestling has to offer or what kind of wrestling is there on other sides of the world other places in the world and other points in time apparently just like with these matches with Kevin and Sammy um, before they went to WWE so I just wanted to talk about that and again I have gained a newfound appreciation for these two and I know that I will gain more appreciation for their contemporaries 
and their peers as I someday look through their stuff as well. So that is, that's pretty much it for this episode. Just a quick rundown of my thoughts on the set of matches that I was able to watch last night. And I hope that I can cover um, matches like this again in the future. Alright, so thank you very much for listening. And yeah, what else is there to say? I feel like there's more to say. But, you know, there's more to say about them as wrestlers and as performers. But I think I'll save that for a future episode when I do get to a part two. Because Steen and Generico is not done just yet. So I'm looking forward to the next set of matches. And here's to Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, El Generico, Sami Zayn, whatever their names may be. Uh, here's to them fighting forever. And fighting forever they shall. <laughs>